Journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in The World in Peril. his crew and Frank Rogers are aboard a Martian asteroid which, or so Jet believed, was on its way to join the Martian fleet which is about to invade the Earth. But when it's realized that the asteroid is in fact heading away from the Sun and into the asteroidal belt that lies between Mars and Jupiter, Jet, with the aid of Paddy Flynn, tried to stop the asteroid's flight through space, hoping thereby to return to Mars and, with the aid of the Discovery's radio, warn Earth of the imminent Martian invasion. The order to slow down the asteroid was given, but the deceleration was so strong that every man in the control room was swept off his feet and sent sliding across the floor. Doc, how's Paddy? That fall must have hurt him. I can't rouse him. Attention, attention, emergency, emergency. Then do something about it for Pete's sake. Oh, no. Music at a time like this? Lie down, Lenny. Mitch, lie down. Now what's he spouting about? Flemmy, look out. Flemmy, Flemmy, are you all right? Flemmy. Don't worry about him, Mitch. Look out for yourself. Grasp the control table. Hang on. I can't. I can't reach it. The pressure's getting stronger. Everybody's sliding across the floor. Watch out for the ball, Mitch. You'll, you'll crash into it. Watch out. You all right, Lemmy? I caught it in a terrible clunk against the wall. Emergency, emergency. Emergency is right. I've got a bump as big as an egg. Well, you're lucky it's no worse than that. I couldn't help it yet. I lost my balance and went sailing across the room. Emergency. You should have hung on to something. Now he tells me. How about you, Mitch? You all right? Yeah, Jet. Frank? Oh, I think so, Jet. And me too, Jet, but Paddy doesn't seem to be. Get over to him, Doc. Doing it. Well, at least the pressure's gone down. We must have stopped now. Well, how could we? Out in space, nothing can remain stationary. I realize that, Mitch. What I meant was we were no longer being propelled. We're now in a natural orbit around Mars. Or the sun, maybe. Emergency. Emergency. Stabilizing procedure to be put into operation immediately. Hey, Jet. Yeah, Doc? Be careful when you get up. It's not easy to walk. Oh? Oh, don't worry about it now. Tend to Paddy. We need his help. Everybody else, get up. Get over to the control table. Emergency. Stabilizing procedure to be put into operation immediately. Why don't you do it, then? Who? Oh, what's going on? The ship's rocking like a ship in a heavy sea. Paddy. Paddy. Hello, Doc. You all right? No. I hurt me back. And my legs. I can't feel them. Oh. Well, lie still. Don't try to move. You took a nasty fall. What happened, Paddy? What went wrong? Emergency. Ah, shut up. Stabilizing procedure. Tell control section. Frank, see if you can get them. Right. The ship's unstable, but she's settled down. Stabilizing instructions should have been given before we stopped. All right, Jet. Control section. I got them. Oh, blimey. Look at the mess down there. Half the operators are on the floor. And there comes the supervisor. He seems to be all right. What are your orders? Tell him. Tell him. Stabilizing procedure. Stand by. Stabilizing procedure. Stand by. Orders received and understood. What now, Paddy? The, the control. 
on the panel. Throw it from the right. Press it. Contact. Stabilizing procedure. Control. Section one. Operator 3B. Panel C. Blue. Ah, we'd, we'd be all right now. What was wrong? The ship was rocking on our axis. Wobbling like a... Like a top. Take it easy, Paddy. Lie still. Oh, there'll be the devil to pay for this. I told Captain Morgan it was dangerous to try anything without the Martian giving the order first. I don't see why, Paddy. The procedure to stop the ship must be the same, whoever gives the order. Maybe, Jet, but how can we be sure? Maybe that Martian has to carry out some kind of operation at the same time as the men in the control room. That's why it's so necessary for his orders to be followed and timed so accurately. Well, we certainly upset his calculations this time. Maybe he'll even come out of his hole to see what went wrong. Attention, Attention. Aye, aye, talk with the devil. Damage to installations and made the extensive. All injured personnel are to be removed to sick quarters. Remainder of ship crew are to remain in their posts until further notice. Repeat, remain where you are. Stand by. Stand by. What for? He's taken stock of the damage. If the ship's unfit to continue our voyage, we'll have to stop here. What, stuck between Mars and Jupiter? For how long? Oh, until another asteroid comes to take off the crew while the damage is being repaired. That might take years. Yes, Lemmy, it might. And what happens to us, meanwhile? Oh, you'll be taken off with the rest. Back to Mars? Almost certainly. Well, that's what you wanted, Jet. Now maybe you're satisfied. As, as prisoners, Betty? Unless the asteroid comes here as rebels aboard like me. If not, you'll be conditioned and put to work. Things haven't worked out quite as we planned, have they? Now what? Closing all airtight doors. Inspection for damage is about to begin. You mean you mean we can't get out of here? Not until the inspection's over. No lies still, Paddy. Don't try to talk anymore. Anything we can do, Doc? Oh, not at the moment, Jet. Very well, we'll leave him to you for now. The rest of you come over here. Well? I feel pretty bad about this. Oh, why should you? We had to stop this thing, didn't we? What are our chances of getting back to the discovery otherwise? And damaging a Martian asteroid shouldn't worry you. Oh, no, it's not that. I don't care if it's wrecked beyond repair. It's Paddy. He's badly hurt. And lots of these condition types down in the control section seem to be hurt, too. And how many more in other parts of the ship? Yeah, I know how you feel, mate. But if you'd known this would happen, you'd have avoided it. Of course I would. Well, what's more important anyway? Wrecking this asteroid or getting the information about the invasion back to Earth? Mitch, there might have been some other way of doing it. What? Oh, I don't know. Well, snap out of it, Jet. You can't be blamed for this. You did your best under the circumstances. Yeah. If it went wrong, it's no fault of yours. Of course not. We've got enough trouble already without you piling up more for yourself. We certainly have. But now we've brought this thing to a stop, as you might say, how do we get it back to Mars? Yeah, and how about that Martian? He may have chosen to ignore us up to now, but our stopping the ship may have made him change his mind. You mean he'll take steps to prevent our doing any further damage? Well, of course. Wouldn't you if this had happened in the Discovery? I certainly would. Attention, attention. Aye, aye. Damage to the ship is superficial. Well, that's something. But the voyage will not be continued. Number 734 remains in present orbit until asteroid 786 arrives. Asteroid 786? What's that? Well, Paddy might know. Let's ask him. How is he, Doc? Can I talk to him? He's in a bad way, Jed. Oh. I've got to get him someplace where he'll be more comfortable. But can I talk to him now? Uh, go ahead, but be quick. What's wrong with him, Doc? He's injured his spine, Lemmy. 
He might even have broken his back. Oh, no. Betty. Uh, hello, Captain Morgan. You heard that announcement just now? Uh, yes. Uh, what did it all mean? Exactly what it said. I mean, about the asteroid. Oh, it'll come. How long will it take to get here? Maybe a few hours. Maybe a few weeks. It all depends on where it is. It travels about a lot, you mean? Yes. Ships sometimes go wrong. 786 puts them right. It's a kind of space breakdown wagon. Yes, you might call it that. Well, who'll be on it, Pat? Oh, mainly breakdown and construction engineers. Conditioned types? With unconditioned types in charge of them to tell them what has to be done. Right. Tell me, Patty, who knows we're on this asteroid besides you? Mm, Jack Evans. It was his idea that we picked you up. And Nicholas, the Martian? Oh, I don't think there's anything he doesn't know. And he must know why the ship came to such a sudden stop. Oh, of course, yes. And he'd have told the crew aboard 786. Yes, yes. Yet he never mentions us. He's never done anything to keep us in check. He made no attempt to stop us throwing the ship down. I was supposed to keep you on check. Will any action be taken against you because you didn't? I'll never command an asteroid again and never get another chance to go back to Earth. I'll be taken off this ship as soon as 786 gets here. Oh, I'm sorry, Paddy. Uh, don't be sorry for me. You've got to look after yourselves. You must get away from this ship and get back to Mars. But how? Jack Evans. Find him. But where is he? You've talked of him often, but he's never put in an appearance yet. He's in charge of Spheres and Spheres personnel. His headquarters are on the far side of the asteroid. He seldom comes over to this section. How do we get to the far side of the asteroid? Oh, it's not easy to find unless you know... Unless you know Jeff, the way. I... Yes, Doc? Let Petty rest for a while. Yes, but Doc, we, we must get him down to that dormitory below. The sick quarters? Yeah. But won't there be others there? You heard what the Martian said. What of it? They'll all be conditioned types, won't they? Probably won't even notice us. No, Doc, I don't like it. But he can't stay here on the floor. What if we brought a bed here? Well, that would be better than nothing. But where from? From the sleeping quarters. Uh, Lemmy. Yes, sir? Could you find your way up to that dome, the one we woke up in? I think so. Then I want you to go up there and bring down one of the beds. For... What, on me own? I'll go with him, Jeff. And what if we meet any of those conditioned types? Then we order them to get out of the way. Hey? They won't know any better than to do as they're told. All right, Mitch. Come on. You know the way back? Of course. Through the main hall and up the flight of steps behind that Norman arch at the far end. Good. Then hurry. Right. Aye, aye. The door doesn't function. Try it again. No, it doesn't open. This must be one of those bits of superficial damage old Nick was talking about. Try the other door. But can we get up the sleeping quarters that way? I don't see why not. Paddy can probably direct you. I'll ask Doc if I can talk to him. Oh, now this door opens all right. Well, Mitch, which way do we go? Straight down the corridor and down the first flight of steps we come to. Those steps were pitch dark the last time we went past them. Now, according to Paddy, a light will come on the moment we set foot on the top step. Oh. Away you go, then. But be careful and hurry back as quickly as you can. We'll try to follow your progress on the vision phone. Right. That's no good, Lemmy. We're lost, hopelessly lost. But we followed Paddy's instructions. Oh, we think we did. We've gone wrong somewhere. Well, we'd better go back and start again. Yes, if I knew which way to go, I'd be glad to. Well, we just can't keep wandering aimlessly on. Who knows what we're bumping into? Well, let's keep going. Maybe we'll bump into some familiar place. Oh, we must have been walking for hours now. And yet we haven't met a soul. Here, wait a minute. Well, what's up? This place is familiar. How? 
This corridor. It's curved. Well? Well, don't you remember? It was the, at the end of a curved corridor that we came to the place where that Martian was supposed to be. Well, that's fine. The door to the left of it leads back to the Great Hall. Once we reach there, we'll get our bearings. Come on. That's funny. What is? We should have been warned to turn back by now. Oh? In fact, we got this far when we had the second warning last time. And the door must be just around the corner. Then slow down, Mitch. Ah, oh, we haven't time to slow down. We've been gone too long already. Yeah, why doesn't Jack contact us on that vision phone? He said he would. He said he'd try. Maybe that's not working either. Oh, look. Struth. The door. The Martian door. And it's wide open. Maybe that's why we had no warning to turn back. But we don't need it, do we? Why not? We're going back, aren't we? No. Hey? This is a chance we've been waiting for. What chance? To see just what that Martian does look like. And to meet him face to face. You mean, you mean we're going in there? Well, why not? We may never get the opportunity again. Well, if you say so. Come on then, and keep your eyes open. They've never been open wider. Mitch, it is dark, isn't it? Yeah, there's just enough light to see by. But only just. Yeah. Hasn't this place got a roof? I must have, but it's too high for us to see it. Stop a minute. What's up? Let our eyes get used to the gloom. Don't Martians need light to see by, then? Everywhere else on this asteroid is lit, lit up as bright as day. Listen. Huh? Don't you hear anything? No? A deep hum. I feel it rather than hear it. As though the floor were reverberating. Oh, yes, Mitch. Now you come to mention it, I do. What was that? Mice. Seemed to come from deep inside this place. Maybe it was Nicholas gnashing his teeth. Are you seeing any better now? Yes, Mitch, I am. What can you see? Well, I, I can see a big square-shaped mass as big as a house. Yeah, me too. Come on, and mind where you step. Why, what's on the floor? Uh, nothing I know of. I just want you to be careful, that's all. Oh, Here, we'll look a couple of chumps if that Martian isn't in here after all. Now, why shouldn't he be? Well, the door was open. He might have gone out. Paddy said he never left this place. He'd never been known to come out. Paddy thought this asteroid was joining the invasion fleet and heading back to Earth. Oh, it's enough to give you the creeps, isn't it? What am I saying? I've got them already. There's that humming again. And the floor, it's shaking like a leaf. And now it stopped. It stopped when that clicking noise came on. Careful, Emmy. We're almost up to that great box-shaped thing. Oh, crikey. That's the warning for all the doors to be closed. Does that include the one we just came through? It certainly does. It's closing already. Who was that? 
Let the Martian. I should think it is all in all. Sounded as though he was shouting right in here. Yeah, then he's in here all right. He can't be more than a few yards from us. But who was that geezer who spoke first? That wasn't the Martian. Hello? Hello? He told us to stay where we were and not to move. Hello? Anybody there? You may proceed. Right? It is quite safe now. Right? Proceed? Where to? We can hardly see a thing. But whatever you do, don't touch the coordinator. The what? The big square construction directly in front of you. Go round it. Oh, if you say so, mate. Which way? Right or left? It doesn't matter. Hear me. This way. Hey, listen. Those noises are coming from inside that thing. Ah, never mind that. Who's that talking to us? You've got us into a fine mess, haven't you? Who, us? Who else? Why, what have we done? Well, nigh wrecked the ship, that's all. Hey, wait a minute, Lemmy. Now what? That voice. It's strangely familiar. Eh? I'll swear I've heard it before. But how could you, Mitch? Next time he speaks, listen carefully. I'm sure you'll think the same as me. How observant of you, Mr. Mitchell. Do I know you? You seem to think so. Oh, if it comes to that, so do I. Mitch, it's... No, it couldn't be. It's impossible. What happened to Paddy Flynn? Yeah, now, wait a minute, mate. We've got to clear this thing up. Answer my question. What happened to Paddy Flynn? He was injured when we decelerated. Badly. Doc thinks he might have fractured his spine. What are you doing up here? We were looking for a bed. You expected to find one here? We lost our way. The door leading out from the vision phone room in the Great Hall was jammed. Paddy told us to go the long way round, and we got lost, and here we are. So you leave him lying there and decide to do a little exploring? Oh, we were lost anyway. Weren't you warned not to come into this place? Not this time we weren't. How did you get through the door? It should have knocked you cold. It was open. Was it? Well, that's something else for 786 to attend to. When it gets here... Look! Who are you and where are we supposed to be walking to? This coordinator, as you call it, might be as tall as a house, but it's as long as a street. When do we get to the end of it? Attention, attention. Oh, he's here again. Isn't that where Jet and Doc are? Yeah, wait a minute. What's going on? You want Paddy to be looked after, don't you? Well, of course we do. Well, you don't seem to have done the job very well yourselves. So I attended to it for you. But it was old Nick who gave the order. I thought he was supposed to run this place. That's right. He does. And where is he? That's who we came in here to find. He's as tall as a house and as long as a street. Eh? You're walking by him now. You mean this thing, this coordinator or whatever you call it, is the Martian? Not really. That's only his brain. Big Ed. You will have walked the full distance soon and have passed it. Well? When you have, you'll see an open door in the wall that faces you. Behind it is a flight of stairs that lead up to the surface. Climb them. But we can't go out on the surface. We've got no helmets. They're up here. I have them. You think of everything, don't you? I have to. That's my job. He won't be kidding us, would he, Mitch? I don't think so, Lemmy. Here are the steps, just as he said. Oh, yes. Well, it's nice to see a little light again, I must say. It's even lighter up here. 
The sun's shining. I know your voice, I swear I do. Then why not come up here and see if you know my face? Have you got a face? You'd better come up and see for yourself. Come on, Lemmy. We've got to get to the bottom of this once and for all. All right, Mitch. Away you go. I'm right behind you. and Lemmy left us, we expected them back within 20 minutes. However, when after an hour they hadn't returned, we began to get worried. We tried to pick them up on the vision phone, but with no success. Half the places we had been able to materialize on the screen before no longer appeared, in spite of Paddy's instructions on how to manipulate the controls. We could only conclude from this that the vision phone, like other installations in the ship, had suffered some damage. Either that or somebody was deliberately preventing our contacting Mitch and Lemmy for reasons best known to themselves. And then, to the amazement of all of us, we heard the Martian announce that two asteroidal crew members had been detailed to pick up Paddy and take him down to sick quarters. Not long after this, the same voice indicated that the men were on their way and that we would get ready to let them in. The Martian also made it clear that to try to prevent the detail from taking the Irishman away could only result in dire consequences for us and for Paddy. You have been warned when personnel from six quarters arrive, we will let them in immediately. What do we do about this, Doc? That depends on whether Paddy can get expert attention down in those six quarters. But surely the asteroid doesn't number doctors among its conditioned personnel? That I shall find out. If we do decide to let those conditioned types take him, I'll go with them. And I won't return until I'm satisfied that Paddy's in capable hands. But, Doc, how capable can men be you walk about in a constant hypnotic state? Well, the Martians find them capable enough. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of your leaving here. We've heard nothing from Mitch and Lemmy, and they were only going up to sleeping quarters. Oh, I can take care of myself. Yeah, Mitch and Lemmy thought the same. Now, don't let him go. We don't even have to let these fellows in here if we don't want to. How can we stop them? By keeping open the door into the main televiewer room. The door leading out of here won't open unless that's closed. And if Lemmy and Mitch get back, how do we let them in? They'll bang on the door as arranged. Very well. If Mitch and Lemmy return first and bring the bed with them, maybe I'll reconsider. Hey, there's somebody trying to get in now. How about for those zombies from sick quarters? Mitch and Lemmy would have banged on the door first. Attention, attention. The Martian. Now what? Open the door immediately. And what if we refuse? I said, what if we refuse? Duck. Yes, Frank. Paddy. He looks most peculiar. Huh? Good grief. Captain Morgan. Jet, that Martian's calling you by name. Well, I'm listening. What do you want? Paddy Flynn is seriously hurt and he needs medical attention at the earliest opportunity. You are preventing him from receiving it. No, no, we're not. We don't want it to fall into your hands, that's all. If we open the door, will you allow Doc to accompany Paddy and guarantee Doc's safe return to us? Do you hear what I said? Yeah. Yeah? No matter what he says, Paddy must be removed from here and quickly. Oh, well, why? He's in a very bad way now. He's not even conscious. Maybe they can do something for him down there, and if they can, they should do it as soon as possible. Captain Matthews may accompany Paddy Flynn. We guarantee he will not be detained anywhere on the asteroid against his will. He may return to you whenever he wishes. Well, that settles that, doesn't it? Yes. And we know for certain now that the Martian is not just a voice on a piece of recording tape. Frank, close the inner door and let those men from sick quarters in. Right. Now I 
know that Martian is a real existence, I trust him even less. Okay. Inner door closed. Thanks. You can tune to sick quarters, can't you, Jeff? No, Frank can, anyway. But we must also use that vision phone to try and track down Mitch and Lemmy. Well, look in on me occasionally, if you can, and I'll let you know how things are going. Very well. And, uh, do your best for Paddy, Doc. Of course, but I don't hold out much hope for him, I'm afraid. It's no good. We've examined every inch of corridor from here right up to sleeping quarters and back. There's no sign of Mitch or Lemmy. But where could they have got to? Oh, goodness only knows. Shall I start again? No, no. Tune into sick quarters. See if there's any more news from Doc. Ah, oh, there he is. Coming over to the camera now. Hello, Jet. I was hoping you'd come on soon. Well, Doc, how is he? There's no need to worry about him anymore. You mean he's... Yes, Jet. There was nothing we could do. Well, how about his age? How long had he been up here? As long as we thought. Nearly a hundred years. He would never have gotten back to Earth. The Martian, or whoever he was, kept his word. I was allowed to return to where Jet and Frank were waiting without hindrance. As I expected, I had found ample medical facilities and sick quarters. Also, a conditioned type who, I assumed, had received medical training down on Earth. But, judging by the old-fashioned methods he used to treat Paddy's injuries, I gathered that he, too, had left Earth many years before. He did not resist any orders I gave him and seemed only too willing to allow me to supervise Paddy's case. There was nothing either of us could do to save the Irishman. I remembered how Webster, the man who was injured in the fight in the underground factory down on Mars, had died from injuries far more superficial than those Paddy had received. Losing Paddy was a great blow. We had all come to like him even though we'd known him for only a few hours. It was with a heavy heart that I returned to Frank and Jet, only to find that Mitch and Lemmy were still missing. We didn't know then that at that very moment they were climbing the steps that were to take them to the owner of the voice who had spoken to them when they entered the Martian's quarters. Take it easy. Don't worry, Mitch boy. I'm in no panic. Here, I'll pour up this staircase to the geezer lives. Not very far. Oh, well, thanks for the information, mate. Aren't there any lifts in this asteroid? Lifts are something it never occurred to the Martians to build. That's probably because they never had to do any walking about themselves. Precisely. Hey? You hit the nail right on the head, as you might say. Hold it, Lemmy. Huh? The door. That must be it. Oh, blimey. Now, be ready for trouble. You think I'm not? And here goes. Well, don't stand there. Go on in. I, uh, well, oh, oh, I don't feel well. Oh, come on. We've got to meet him sometime. Uh, yes, Mitch. Hey, what place is this? Oh, it's some sort of lookout tower built high above the asteroid surface. Yeah, but what's all this equipment? Oh, never mind the equipment. Where's the geezer? Oh, there's nobody in here. First, we have a Martian who's only a brain. Now we have a bloke who's only a voice. Come on, he said he was here. Let's look around. And don't go touching anything. As if I would. But there's nowhere he could hide here, except, well, except under that table. Well, there's nobody under it. Of course not. There's nobody in the room but you. Where are you, and what is this place? Lemmy more or less told you. Hey? You might call it a lookout tower. You can see every part of the horizon from here. The walls are transparent, as you can see. Yes, we can, mate. 
But what happens when the sun comes up? We'll be burnt to a cinder. No need to worry about that. The harmful rays are filtered out by the walls, just as they are by the air down on Earth. Oh, yeah. We could do with something like that in a discovery. They've used in the televiewer all the time. Why don't you sit down? Make yourselves comfortable. Oh, I didn't know this was a social call. Who are you? Yeah, why don't you show yourself? I intend to, but would you mind closing the door first? What, the one we just came through, you mean? Yes. All right, close it, Lemmy. Let's get this over. Contact. Where's the door he'll be coming through, Mitch? Over there, I suppose. It's the only other door I can see. Oh, and here he comes. The door's opening. Hello, Mitch. Lemmy. Nice to see you again. Blimey. It's... It's the Lunar Controller. <laughs> That was episode 13 of Journey into Space. Taking part in this recording were Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and Don Sharp as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs, Pat Campbell, and Alan Tilton. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. <laughs>